Welcome in to the fifth episode of Off Grid Pros. Well, what are we talking about today? Today is all about the renewable energy market. So basically, all kinds of different things within the stock market. This is going to be a lot of Keneally talking. This is his his favorite thing. That's probably why he's the CFO of of Off Grid Pros because he just loves money, loves talking about it, even if nobody's listening. Um, <laughs> I feel like that so, happens more often than not. Yeah. <laughs> That was some of our first conversations was, was all about money. Cause I was trying to, trying to get my retirement set up and all that kind of stuff. And, and it and wasn't until Ryan said, and it wasn't until Ryan blessed off on it that you finally did it. Almost like, well, almost I don't trust you. I trust behind. Ryan. <laughs> I said, well, it's your bank account, man. I don't care. I said, Ryan, this is what Keneally told me. Is it true? <laughs> <laughs> and he said no don't listen to any of it he was, he was like yes you need a Roth and the very next day Jonathan was like hey I opened it what do I do <laughs> and now I'm freaking loaded it's incredible <laughs> they just donated all this money to me <laughs> uh, anyways so yeah that's what we're talking about today we're talking about the stock market specifically renewable energy uh, companies within the stock market last week we covered um, a lot of mistakes that people make when going off grid. So if you haven't checked out that episode, it's a it's a good one. We also talk a little bit about Disneyland and the Cars ride. So if you've been there, you'll know what we're talking about. Love that one. Um, what's today? Okay, so first off, we have a um, our fun fact. Obviously, we do this every week. If you've if you've been tuning in, so here's here's our fun fact for this week. Solar power is the most abundant energy source on Earth. Uh, there's enough solar energy hitting the Earth every hour to meet all of humanity's power needs for the entire year. So this isn't to say necessarily like it, like hitting your house. Um, this is you know covering the entire Earth of all the sunlight that is hitting Earth. So I don't want people to have a misconception of oh, then why am I only producing you know like five kilowatts of power on, on from my roof's solar array if I have enough to power to, to run the entire world. Um, but yeah, so that's how that works. Every ounce of oil, every lump of coal, and every cubic foot of natural gas could be left in the ground if we could capture one hour's worth of solar energy each year. That sounds ridiculous to me. The, do you guys have any comments on that? Because we rely and have relied so heavily on fossil fuels to power everything always. So how is it, how is it possible that we have such an abundant energy source that, that hasn't been utilized as much until I guess picked up until now more so? I mean, a lot of it's the cost that we've spoken about, but Ryan, can you verify that? Because truth be told, I just got that from Motley Fool while I was looking around for stocks. <laughs> So I did not fact check that, but it sounded cool. Um, no, I, I've, I've come across this, um, the same thing, uh, that, you know, we're, we're definitely not taking advantage, full advantage of the sun's capability. And even with the solar we have, you know, when you, when you look at 
most solar panels might be 16 to 20% efficient. You know, uh, we're leaving 80% of that on the table, right? So how would it be um, possible to ever increase that and like invert it, you know, to 80% efficient? Is that something we could, we could do? Is it just the, the chemicals, uh, like the, the chemistry of, of what's going on inside the solar panels or is it, what, what would it be? It, so I don't, I don't think that we're going to be able to get, you know, 80%, but we certainly can, I mean, we already have, uh, certain types of solar that are, you know, 40%. Um, it's just really expensive to do that. So um, I, I do think we can get much more efficient, but, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to collect, I don't think, anywhere near 80%. But the thing about it is it, the, the resource is free, so efficiency in the grand scheme of things doesn't really matter that much, you know, like, Efficiency's, efficiency matters in a vehicle, you know, when you're paying for every gallon of gas. But with this, it, the fuel is free. So, Yeah. Well, to, to put it into uh, perspective for us, um, Keneally added here that if we covered the Mojave Desert with solar panels, like a, solar, a giant solar array, it would generate more than twice as much electricity as the U.S. uses annually. So it's just a crazy amount of power that is available to us. It's just I feel like a big thing is is convincing people that it it does it just works, you know? Because I feel like there's just so so many misconceptions about solar power that it's not efficient, expensive, which we talked about before of of the cost of, of solar decreasing, you know, by 99% over the past 40 years or, or so. And there's just a lot of misconceptions about how, how to make it work for us instead of, you know, doing nothing with it. So. And I couldn't imagine the, the work that that would take. I mean, oh, what is that? Like hundreds and hundreds of square miles of just solar arrays. You could and, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan could do it for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Ryan, you got until next weekend. <laughs> Start work. <laughs> then we could do a whole podcast episode about it. <laughs> yeah, if somebody wants to back that project, I know a little company called Prometheus Solar in Flagstaff. <laughs> we'll have Elon Musk give us the money for it. <laughs> then we'll just send the six installers out <laughs> to fill the Mojave Desert. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen his? Um, I think what is it? Nevada or Utah? His uh, the Gigafactory. Yeah, there's a giant like Tesla farm out yeah, there. It's huge. And the whole mm -hmm. thing is covered in solar panels. Yeah, I think they're like 80% done with it. I mean, they've been working on it for a long time and I think slowly adding to it. But yeah, it's, got, it's like, massive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now at this point, uh, because this is Keneally's favorite topic, we're going to pass it off to him and kind of let him take the, take the lead on this one. So go ahead, Keneally. Sure. Yeah. So. The focal point of the conversation is the market or the stock market, publicly traded companies. Um, that, for those who don't know, that's I, you can buy stock and say Tesla is a great example since we were just speaking about them. Um, I think their stock was like $180 per share about a year ago. Um, and just recently, I didn't check today, but when I wrote, wrote these cliff notes here, 
um, it was at $1,450. So uh, in the past month alone, Tesla's grown 65%, uh, 125% in the last three months and 540% growth in the last year. So I really wish I had bought Tesla from the beginning. From the, it was yeah, like, right. yeah, because it was like, what, $20? I think it was like, like yeah, 10 years ago. I'm yep. mad. I'm mad about it. Yeah, I got in at 180. So, well, that's yeah, I told a lot you about more. That too, you weren't listening, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in fact, I got it. Every stock I'm going to mention, I own, by the way. I don't know if I need to, uh, if I need to just, you know, disclose that or whatever for, le- for legal reasons. I think but, the uh, thing we have to disclose is that we're not giving financial advice here. No, we're just three guys talking about money, talking about the stock yeah. market, not yeah. with no intention of making do you not do anything. Any, yeah. Do not <laughs> Don't take, take our any investment, investment advice from us. Um, <laughs> I personally just have a gambling problem with the stock market so that's where this comes from every day he texts me saying i just bought this bought this bought that yeah um yeah that's where i waste most of my money uh but but i will talk about some of the major players so like the biggest one is obviously tesla everybody's probably heard of tesla at this point um if you've poked around in renewable energy or solar specifically you probably have come across Enphase and SolarEdge. Um, they make all kinds of components, primarily inverters. Enphase is a, a major, uh, it's a US-based company that makes micro-inverters. SolarEdge is a, uh, what is it? Of course, it would escape me now. They're not US-based. We'll get back to that. Anyway, um, they also make inverters, string inverters specifically. So it's a little bit, little bit different as far as install goes. But so Enphase, Enphase is another amazing growth story. Uh, their stock was down in the teens only a year ago. Um, in the past, in the past uh, year, they've had like a two hundred percent growth, and then five years is eight hundred and seventy percent. I was talking to one of their reps a few few weeks back, and they they were talking about uh, the time when they were a penny stock. And they're trading right now for $72, right in that range. And then um, I picked one panel maker, Canadian Solar. Um, there's, there's also another major player. So Canadian Solar is, is, is one that we've been using recently. They've been really cost, uh, cost efficient. Um, they're trading right now for $25. Bucks. Um, Jinko Solar is another one. They're probably the largest solar panel solar panel manufacturer in the world uh, in fact they are not probably they definitely are uh, <laughs> that's what we but, use uh, for our our plug and plays most of the time it's yeah chinko solar yep. the, the 265s yeah they come out of um they come out of china not only do they make the panels but they make the they manufacture the parts yeah that go inside so they yeah. they've kind of they've got a few few different revenue streams as far as uh panel panel manufacturing goes um some smaller companies though i wanted to bring up that you may not have heard of um are neo nicola and candy have either of you two heard of these companies i have heard of nicola in the past 24 hours uh never heard why of do i know about either. them i think oh garbage trucks there was something that happened with Nicola, Nic- Nicola, Nic- 
how do you say it? It's Nikola. It's a, you know, Tesla's first name. Yeah. So something about, you know, energy efficient garbage trucks, I heard like Fleet. in the past 24 yeah. hours. Commercial vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know. Yeah. so it, it'll be interesting. Tesla is already planning on getting into that market. They, they plan yeah. to, to totally disrupt the, the trucking industry. And well, don't they, they have they, like a, a S or semi truck that they just re- like were talking about like a year ago? Um, oh yeah. They built it. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen them since then, but I, I know that's something that they've, they've definitely been working on, which would be wild. Cause it was like, it doesn't even, it can travel. I think it said that it had like over a million miles you could put on these semi trucks. Yeah. And, and they, the other thing is too, they're thinking about, they can daisy chain them together. So there were the, the idea is that, that say four of them are daisy chained on, on a highway, but there's only like one engineer kind of monitoring them as they go and they don't need to stop unless they need to charge. Whoa. So, so that you're yeah. saying that they would like drive themselves like the self-driving car. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody would monitor them because you know, they're carrying 80,000 pounds worth of equipment, but they, they're self-driving. So they, they don't need to stop unless they need to charge and they can, they can kind of draft each other to make it even more efficient. So they're not using so much power. Okay. That um, part is wild. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, um, to, you know who we should have on this podcast is Andrew Yang. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> I think we, we can shoot with our, because right now we have zero listeners. So I think, I think if we get We're one or two right now, since this is episode five. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe, yeah. By, by the yeah. time this airs, we could have five or 10. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if we get Andrew, we probably up to 20. Well, he's not busy. He he sold his company, and he's not in the Democratic race yeah, he or whatever. He's not the president. He's not. Yeah, he's not running for the presidency or whatever. So I don't think he's doing anything. I think he has plenty of time. To so we should. But but if you don't if you don't want to wait for for us to definitely not be able to get him on here, you can catch him on Joe Rogan. <laughs> he was he did a podcast with Joe Rogan, and um and uh he explained how he thinks that Tesla is gonna kind of disrupt the the trucking industry altogether he kind of tied it into his like what what did he call it freedom dividend or or uh, universal basic income platform or whatever but he was saying that like companies like tesla that are going to be able to disrupt industries um they, they should have to pay out a certain amount of tax to help some of these truckers that are that are going to be out of out of work he he was saying i could i could be wrong but he was saying i think i think he was saying like five to seven years he's he's planning on he's thinking truckers just won't be a thing that's what i was wondering i was like what happens to all those people like do you think that i i feel like it would be a nice thing to do but maybe not like the thing that they would consider doing is is training truckers to be the people that are monitoring trucks these that's kind of the idea yeah that's kind of the idea they're 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 trying to push them towards um whatever type of engineering that is um, can't imagine it's electrical, whatever type of engineering that, that is involved in being able to lead a fleet of electric vehicles. Um, they're saying that, that they should start learning that whatever process that is to fit, to, to be able to do that. Because if, if companies can alleviate themselves from having a driver, they're saving on insurance probably. I mean, who knows what it's going to cost to insure a vehicle without a driver, but they're, they're saving, they're saving something without having the driver. Plus they, they, they're capped at like 11 hours or something. They have to stop. 
and nap and you know a battery operated automated truck does not have to stop so um, I think that's a great thing for our GDP. It's probably going to increase increase our, our GDP a bit just based on productivity alone. Um, I wonder how I fast it would be able to charge, though, because, you know, like it, like the fact that people have to stop to go to sleep and eat and all that kind of stuff. But like when you go on a road trip with like a Tesla car, you're stopping for three hours at a supercharger to, to charge up. So I wonder what the battery size would be on a giant semi truck and how long that would take to charge that would probably be a ryan question and in addition to that why couldn't we just put solar panels on the top of those trucks on the top of the trailers i mean you you could put solar panels on top of the trucks i just you you, you guys know that's that's not uh it's not, not going to keep it going like 20 percent efficient you know it's not it's not going to add a whole lot to it um it's really going to take a and I'm sure that's what Tesla, that's part of the problem, right, that they, they have with, with this concept is there is a tremendous amount of energy that you're going to have to transfer to these trucks when, you, uh, when, they, when they're parked, right? So may, maybe it's every time they stop, you know, you're going to have some offload time and all of that. So um, I, I, would, I would guess that they're probably wanting to have like a turnaround time that's you know, four to eight hours before the, the, the truck is charged and, and back on the road. But I'm not sure, you know, what kind of kilowatt hours these vehicles really use. But if you've got, um, if, if you've got three, three phase, you know, high voltage power available at most of these commercial facilities where these trucks are dropping off their stuff, um, you know, you should be able to charge pretty quickly. So, but that's sure part of part of the challenge they're having. Yeah, because I imagine you probably have to have a good amount at these different places because you're not just getting one truck in there, especially places that are loading things in to be delivered. It's like, you know, if you have like a dozen trucks there, you've got to have a dozen charging stations all going at the same time and then just of the availability of all of it all. So... And then having them periodically throughout the United States and, and other countries, it's like, cause I, I know with, with Tesla cars, only Tesla certified, you know, technicians can work on them. And there's a backlog of, of cars being able to be worked on because there's not enough locations to have, to have those cars worked on. So I think that that'd probably be another, a similar situation. You know what we should do? Um, I know we were talking about doing a Kickstarter. Um, this is the idea the, portion of the podcast. Yeah, yeah to make, <laughs> we we're gonna make we we're gonna make the perfect solar generator. Um, we should just figure out perpetual motion while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> All these things are too easy. I mean, we got to figure it out. Yeah. Nikola Tesla started on it. Ryan Holtz will finish it. (laughs) (laughs) To to bring the conversation back, though, uh, to to some of these smaller companies that that, that, 
you may not have heard of there there's some there's some chinese based electric car makers um so one is neo and the other one is candy k a n d i candy and these these uh, i mean again not recommending these things i bought a bunch of it cuz i'm stupid um but they're like neo's last time i looked it's at like 13 bucks right now um candy's at 9 so i uh, it's something I'm gambling on, but if you haven't heard of them, there, there definitely are, I think Tesla f- kind of forged the the way they, they made the path. They, they showed that the market is there. Uh, so now what's going to happen is you're going to get just a bunch of other companies and even the big man car manufacturers, Ford and GM are all going to be jumping on the, the electric vehicle train. I think it's kind of inevitable that that's going to happen. Um, and it's amazing. The other thing I wanted to point out what some of these, companies are worth like tesla for example right now is worth 270 billion dollars and they make no money zero money they have not turned a profit what do you guys think ever ever you're lying to me not lying they don't make any money are they just off they're not operating at a loss though are they or or are they operating at you know cost Oh no, operating at a huge loss. They're, I don't you know, I should have looked up their burn rate, but they're probably they're burning through cash like you wouldn't believe. It took a ton of angel investing to get that, that company off the ground and beyond uh Elon's initial investment. Yeah, oh, I imagine board. so cuz there's just so much you have to put into it to be able to to do anything cuz like I mean just even on a small scale like Prometheus, it's like the amount of money that we have to spend just to do a job, you know, but then do it on a scale of Tesla of creating all these vehicles, all this solar, a solar farm, all that kind of stuff. It's just like an outrageous amount of money put in just to get things started. So I, I believe it. Yeah. But if you think of how long did Amazon operate without, you know, at a loss, not turning a single profit until what, a couple of years Is that ago. Like, yeah, I mean, it's probably within the last five years, and now they're making very large profits. Um, but, you know, as long as they're investing, investing this money correctly, I mean, obviously, if you're getting investors at this level, there, there are people who who believe that this, this uh, company is going to succeed. So Yeah, well, I imagine that's probably why their stock, their stock price is so high. Even if you're operating at a loss, you can. There's a lot of influence from from just people watching and and other big people that have their investments in it. So I mean, I imagine it's probably not going to drop too far any anytime soon. No, yeah, probably not. Like, and kind of the way it works too is so those angel investors initially would have put up money for private equity prior to them going. I don't, I don't have the, the notes here. I, I think they went public in like 2012. Uh, it was somewhere around in that area and uh, they were trading at like 30 bucks or whatever. But the, the private equity investors, the guys, the angel investors that came in to, 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 to front money to, to get the company off the ground, it would be interesting to see what kind of, what kind of uh, growth or what kind of return on their investment ROI that they've gotten. Because if the average investor from 
five years ago that got 505%, you know, the, the angel investors are probably thousands and thousands and thousands of percent. Like that's, you know, I, they, I know that they can get up to a, just a, a ridiculous return on their money. You know, imagine if, imagine if you put up $250,000, just making numbers up to get 1% of Tesla. Now you have 1% of 270 billion dollars. So that's that return is huge. Um, I'd take it. Yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> if I had to. Chump change. Yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't quit my day job or anything, but you know, <laughs> yeah, you would. You'd quit your day job to do off grid pros full time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't even. I feel like it wouldn't even be responsible if I quit. Prometheus at this point, I have to give a little bit of a note, quite a bit more than two weeks. Because your, bo- your boss is on the podcast. First of all, I own another business with my boss, so that would be really awkward coming to my... <laughs> I quit. See you at five. I quit. See you tonight when we do the podcast. Um, but anyway, so... so um, so yeah, those are just a few. Those are those are a few of the the main stocks out there, and some of the the larger cap ones. Solar Edge, Enphase, and Tesla are the biggest right now. Um, even I found Enphase. where uh, I found where Solar Edge is from. Tel Aviv. Yeah. Tel Aviv. That's right. I couldn't. I wanted. To, I always want to say Jerusalem. <laughs> I always. It's. I know it's in the same country. But I can never uh, forget the country's name. It's whatever. What is it? Um. Israel? Damn, that's it. Every freaking time, Israel. Seriously? Every time. Yeah. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. I've actually trained with Israeli soldiers before, so I can I cannot freaking remember that the country's name. I I think Jerusalem. When I, and that's why I didn't say it before. I'm like in my brain, my dumb brain was like, say Jerusalem, idiot. my dumb brain. Yeah. Say say that. Say the the city that is not the country that you want to say. Yeah, so that that's it. Israel. You know, you know what the other thing too is is uh Canadian solar panels. I don't think Canadian solar panels ever touch Canada. I could be wrong. I hope I no. am. But no, they they never touch yeah. Canada. No. Yeah. Where are they based so. out of? Uh I mean, it's a Canadian company, but right. everything is done overseas in terms of yeah. production as, as far as i know yeah yeah that's i that's mean my I, yeah i think that that's like a big thing is that i i get so many calls from people that are are looking for a quote of you know solar for an rv or or trailer or a small off-grid home that kind of stuff um and they real and they say i want everything to be made in america <clears throat> and it's kind of it's really difficult, obviously, because, you know, a lot of stuff is sourced from other countries. I think one of the one of the best companies that is, I'd say, probably 90% based in the U.S. is Zamp Solar. And that's for, you know, RVs and trailers and stuff because their facility is actually in Oregon where they put everything together. And then they source the solar cells from places in Oregon. Now that's not a hundred percent of their cells. They do source things from, from China, some of their cells, if they, I, I don't know if there's like a backlog or, or whatever the situation is, but most of everything that Zamp offers is made 
in the United States, specifically in Oregon. So if you're looking for a purely or mostly United States company to buy solar products, like get their brand, we do offer them on shopoffgrid.com. If you are looking to get mostly American, then Zamp Zamp's a good way to go. They don't they don't manufacture like home panels though, right? Like they do have I mean they don't do like, you know, 300, 350, anything like that. Uh, I think the biggest solar panel they offer is 170 watt, um, which I mean, mm. you can throw on your house roof if you, if you're into it. If you but, got a massive roof, yeah. Yeah, so I mean they've they've got, you know, 100 watt, 50 watt, 45, whatever. But they've got they've got a lot of options. Um, they've got basically three different styles of panels. They have the new obsidian things, which is like a lightweight black on black panel. They just came out with that recently. They've got the normal roof mount kits that they've been doing for a long time, as well as the portables with the, with the SAE port that plugs right into those damp ready ports on, on RVs. So, I mean that just like I said, it's a, it's a good American U S based company for, for those interested in that kind of stuff. And since since we're talking about the market, I, I was actually going to do a little um, portion of this podcast when I was writing it uh, to to point out pub, uh, private companies just to just to bring that into the conversation. But then I kind of I cut it because I figured this would probably go too long anyway to get to it, and that's not doesn't really go along with the theme of talking about renewable energy stocks. So because you can't buy them, uh, Zamp is a great example of one of those. Mm-hmm. That's a private that's a private company. Which sucks because um, they have they are everywhere. They're great. Yeah. I mean they I they have Zamp. deals with a lot of the RV makers, right? Like most RVs come outfitted with all their they're, they're yeah. like pre wired, right? With Zamp stuff. Yeah. yeah, it literally has the Zamp logo on there saying plug Zamp in right here. And so they've got they've got all those relationships. They've got all these companies selling their stuff. Most of the time, Zamp isn't even selling their own product. It's only through dealers like us. So, or most of the time, like I said, I do. I, I'm pretty sure they do sell some some things, but yeah, yeah. I don't know about buying direct from them. I think you'd have to buy a shitload of something <laughs> for them to sell it directly to you. Yeah. So if you just want one thing, we got you. Got you covered. So moving along here, now that we talked about a few stocks, some of the larger ones and some of the little ones, um, for those of you that are interested in, in kind of getting some money into the renewable energy trend, but you don't want to pick a specific stock because it's too risky or you don't want to spend the time to look at it, there, there are um, exchange-traded funds, commonly known as ETFs, that, that you can buy. And I um, just wanted to point out three here just based on Investopedia, they, they, they recommend for 2020, these three ETFs. Um, so there's the, the ALPS clean energy ETF. And then let's see, we've got, uh, the Invesco Wilder Hill clean energy ETF. And then, uh, um, the Invesco solar ETF, the ticker on that one is TAN. Um, we can post the we can post these on wherever we're gonna air this if we want, just so you can see it. But it's pretty clear that there's a lot of people diving into the renewable energy market or investing in it rather. So the first one I mentioned that the ALPS Clean Energy ETF, 
the the ticker on that one's ACES. The performance over the last year on that is is more than fifty three percent. So it's gone up fifty three percent in one year. That's huge, and it yeah, pays out. A, go ahead. I think, what was it like the the average of the stock market overall with dividends reinvested is like around seven percent over the past hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, in comparison, was it? That's 7. your average, yeah. That's 7. your average. Seven point five percent, seven point five times more than the mm-hmm. average. Yeah, I mean, th- there's some risk involved in that. So, like that that number, that number uh, comes from the S and P five hundred. So, just like basically the overall stock market, mm-hmm. um, and you know, compounded. That's that's a great rate of return. Yeah. But you know, if you have a little extra money sitting aside, you've maxed out your Roth, and you want to put it in something. Some of these. Some of these are, are, are where you're going to make the the large returns, or can make the large returns. Um, and there's a bunch of bunch of volume on these guys too. Like of these three I've mentioned, there's this, that first one, this Alps Clean Energy ETF. There's the average daily volume for the last three months. That's like the number of trades on this ETF alone is twenty two thousand. And then the next one that I mentioned that Investco. Uh, Wilder Hill, I'm probably saying that wrong. It's again, that's 52% in the last year, up 52%. The three month daily volume on that thing is 73,000, 73,000 trades on that ETF alone. So that's how many people are, and that's that's an average of daily. So like, that that's, like a that's, lot. That's a bunch. I mean, and of course, there's, you know, there could be hedge funds out there making massive volume trades and that's that volume trades and that's probably what's driving these numbers up but again if 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 hedge funds are getting into these things that that's a clear indicator that there's a lot of uh, uh positive sentiment towards this market yeah. um ryan you've been doing this for more than a decade what what have you seen i know solar city was a big stock at one point and it was an absolute dud before Tesla bought it. But what have you seen over the last um, 10 so years or so? In all honesty, what I've seen is a lot of kind of boom bust cycles over the years. You know, Solar City being, you know, just one of many. Um, you know, there's there's been some there's been some definite ups and downs like in the solar market since I've been doing this. And, you know, you just with anything um, there's a lot of excitement around certain stocks or, or certain like, like solar in general, a lot of excitement around it in certain periods. And then it, that excitement kind of fades a little bit and, uh, you, you see that those stocks drop quite a bit. So like, I, I'll be honest, um, you know, I was a little, obviously it'd be great to own some Tesla right now, but, uh, at one point you know, they were really, really struggling. They couldn't get vehicles out the door. Um, you know, they were having a lot of quality issues, like lots of things like that. And so, you know, I was kind of sitting on the sidelines, just kind of nervous just because I've seen that cycle often, but we might be mature enough now in the market that, you know, a lot of these stocks, might be here to to stay but i also know that solar is very um political for whatever reason and um you know different different political outlooks or changes 
um, can can affect these stocks. Um, it, it's becoming less and less so, but I don't know. I I've always just been like I I own. Don't get me wrong, I own quite a few renewable energy stocks and that kind of thing. But I but there 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 really is a lot of risk in this market. At least there has been in my experience over the last, you know, 15 years. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I would say, though, right now, seeing the type of growth that it's that it's that, that that's been happening, especially not only with this COVID. So we're we're in entering somewhat. We're in like a bear market right now, or at least it's really volatile. A lot of analysts think that we're going to definitely be in a bear market going into next year. So on a downward trend in the overall stock market, and then having um, say a conservative president right now, seeing this type of growth, that that would lead you to believe that that's 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 a strong strong signal that it's it is on on quite the upward trajectory right yeah i mean i would agree with that things things have changed quite a bit in the last you know four or five years um and back in the early days the dynamic was much much different and you know like you're having some of these companies like Enphase who have struggled for many years, but have figured it out and are now selling a lot of prop, uh, product and making money at the same time. So um, I think there, there's certainly risk in a lot of these startup companies that, um, you know, make, make big promises. So I'd be, I would caution against, you know, those kind of investments right right now in the solar market but um you know but you can get lucky on some of those oh yeah but uh that that's for sure but i would say um you know a, a lot of these companies i think are here to stay and probably have really good long-term growth totally. how much do you think um solar federal tax credits are going to affect these different companies um because for for the listeners that don't know, the, the tax credits right now are uh, they just decreased from thirty percent down to twenty six this year, are going down to twenty two next year, and then for twenty twenty two it'll be down to zero percent. So, and that's that's federal, that's not state. But um, do you think what do you do you think that's going to affect these companies and and how they're how well they do? I, I definitely think it's going to have some impact for sure. Um, the The difference now is that the the cost of all of this stuff has continued to decrease, and so um, it's not as big of a of a a problem as it was, you know, five or ten years ago when when everything cost so much, like. Typically, what's been happening is the the offset, right, and the the loss the loss in that tax credit has been offset by you know the the cost of solar panels coming down or or, or cost of batteries going down that kind of thing. So yeah, so like your rate of return is going to be, I think it's like what seven years on most of our grid tied jobs is when you start right. when it's basically paid for itself, and then you start seeing a return on your investment, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, I mean, go ahead. I, I just don't see that. I mean, 
it, it is obviously having an impact and, and the growth might be quite a bit higher if the tax credit stayed at 30%, but I don't see it impacting it a large amount going forward. Even if the tax credits were to go away entirely, I still think the market is going to grow. It's just not going to grow quite as fast as it would. Yeah, and that's just in the U.S. too. I mean, realistically speaking, we're kind of behind the times, uh, let's say, compared to Germany, for example, which is is primarily on renewable energy. It's it's not a it's not an if. It's it's more of a when. Like realistically speaking, we have to go to renewable energy or some sort of s- sustainable energy because fossil fuels are finite. It's going to have to happen. You know, if you want to do it now and drag it out, or just get a jump on the on the game and 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 get it going. So I, I think long term, it's kind of a good market to be in. If you want to put set some money aside, I think that that's that's not it. You know, you're taking some risk, but but I, I would say that it's it's a fair 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 bet that you know, 10, 20 years from now, you're going to see a, a a return on your investment. That actually brings me. We have a bonus fact, bonus fun fact for this one. Yay, fun facts. Fun facts. Yeah, I thought this one was super interesting when I was looking up facts um, around the renewable energy market. Uh, This one is the global solar energy market was valued at $52.5 billion in 2018 and is projected to reach $223.3 billion by 2026. What do you guys think of that? So if I go ahead and buy some stuff, like if I go ahead and throw some money in these ETFs, is that is that going to impact my monies and, and make me rich? That's I mean, so an ETF for for those who don't know, an exchange traded fund is really just a kind of a basket of stocks. You have a few. Um, let's look at some of the ones I pointed out. So this, for example, that last one I mentioned. This I'm sure I'm butchering this name, but it's Invest Invesco uh, Wilderhill. I don't know, clean energy. Uh, this one, this one, just to name a few, it has Tesla, Ballard Power Systems, and that Neo stock, that that Chinese uh, electric car maker that I think just went public recently. Uh, inside, so you get to you get kind of t- to put your money in the market without buying the specific stock because if you put, you know, I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars into Tesla. And it comes out next week that uh, they're never going to make any money and they're going to file bankruptcy. You will probably lose most of that hundred thousand dollars. But if it's spread out over you know thirty, forty, fifty different companies that are all in the space, and you've got analysts looking at their balance sheets and seeing if they're profitable and what their growth rate rate is looking like, and if they're cash flow positive and all that boring stuff that nobody likes, um, it's likely based based on that fun fact, it's likely that you will. You will make some money off of it. I mean that that is a ridiculous amount of growth. The yeah, market fifty two percent. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I'm down. I'm, yeah, I mean, I've got I've got money into. It. I like to gamble though. I mean, I'm 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 I've got a I've got a lot of of, of solar edge and end phase. I don't own any of these ETFs. Again, just to point that out, I just found these based on Investopedia. But I even. I go into derivatives trading trading with these things. I'm 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 basing on short price movements. I, I love lo- losing money in the stock market. It's my favorite pastime. 
but a smart person, a smart person would probably buy some of these ETFs that are renewable energy based. I would, I would imagine you're going to gain some money out of that. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's something that you're looking into long term. So, I mean, if if you're putting money in for a few days or a month or whatever, it's not really going to do anything for you. I think um, it's, it's, Putting your money into these types of things so that one, if you don't want to do all that in research, because nobody likes doing research. Well, I guess maybe you can really like doing research on these individual companies. But for me, somebody like me, I'm like, nah, I'm just going to find something that has lots of stuff in it, like an ETF, and throw my money in there and just and hope for the best. I mean, pay attention a little bit, but... I mean, I don't, I don't get my dopamine fix that way, though, you know? Yeah, because you're just addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, have my, I have my slow slow and steady Roth. Boring. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. You can get rid of it and just donate it to me. Yeah, that way you no. don't have to deal with that. I guess. I could do that. <laughs> I was thinking about selling everything in it and just start gambling with derivative trading in that one, too. That doesn't sound like a horrible idea. You should I don't do need it. to retire. Yeah. Especially in the market right now, man. Like you, you, you're basically you're at a roulette table. If you're betting in derivatives trading right now, on it's it's black or red at this point. If it's, you know, if it's in the it's literally in the black or red. If the if the S and P is up or down one one way or another, it's you're 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 at about a fifty fifty percent chance if you get that one right. How's it going for you? Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. I suck at it. Great. <laughs> when, uh, in fact, I'll tell you how bad I am at it. When, um, when Warren Buffett sold all of his airline stocks, I bought a bunch. The smartest, like, smartest idiot. investor in our time. <laughs> I, I did the exact opposite with the smart of what the smartest investor in our time did. So, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. It's not working out great <laughs> at all. <laughs> I think I'm going to stop doing it and just start taking cash out of the ATM and then throwing it in my garbage disposal. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I love it. I love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, I see on here we've got our top 10 alternative energy stocks for specifically quarter three. Um you want to talk a little bit about those? Cause I know some of them are repeats of what we've got of like of some companies that we've talked about before, earlier on. Yeah. A lot of the names that we've mentioned, um, the reason, the reason we, we put the, those on here is because we use them in our installation company. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly I, I, I own some of them, not that I'm trying to pump the stock cause it's not going to matter anyway. I'll <laughs> eventually lose money. Um, but they're just, they're just the popular ones in the group. Um, so to name these, and again, I got these from in, investopedia.com. Anybody can find this. Uh, but the top 10, and some of these I haven't heard of. Ryan, if, if you have heard of some of these after I'm done naming them, feel free to talk about them. Cause, so the very first one, Renewable Energy Group. Never heard of that one. We've got Canadian Solar, Jinko Solar. Talked about those. They make solar panels. Enphase, microinverters. Ballard Power Systems. This is this is probably the one I'm the most proud of. I bought Ballard Power Systems when they were like a buck, and I, luckily I held on to it. Um, they they do fuel cell technology. I think they're a Canada based company company as well. And then this other one, um, I'm going to butcher this name. Da- Daco. I don't know. Daco. 
Daco, yeah, D-A-Q-O, New Energy Corp. I think that's a Chinese company as well. Never heard of them. We've got Solar Edge. And then um, this one, I, I, I almost didn't put this on here, but it's 10 stocks, so I didn't want to get called out for only naming nine. So it's a Compenhia Energetica de Minas Gerasas. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's what that I knew it, I knew it was gonna go that way. I've been I've been anxious all day because I'm I knew that I would have to say that name at some point. And I'd be lying if I didn't if I if I if I told you I didn't practice that several times and I I couldn't figure the it listeners out. Are like, Literally, what is that? I've, I know. It's there's and at the end of that, there's just in all caps, C E M I G. And I know that's probably not the ticker symbol. I it's I don't know if that's a Brazilian company or what, but that's that's the main one I meant to ask Ryan about because I have never come across that one. Uh and then the last two are uh, First Solar, First Solar Inc. I mean, that's one of the most generic solar names uh I've ever heard of. And then the the last one is is actually not a stock. I don't know why it's on the list. So shame on you, Investopedia. They uh, iShares Global Clean Energy ETF. That's another. It's another one of those broad range ETFs. If you just want to invest in the market of renewable energy. So what do you think, Ryan? You heard of all of these? Um, no, no. We're like Renewable Energy Group is. I was just looking it up. Apparently, they do bio biodiesel. Oh, like, it sounds like the most generic renewable wow. energy name because it is renewable energy in this group at the end yeah. ryan's a fan of those though he, he likes the generic names that's true he tried <laughs> to change prometheus solar to pro solar yeah <laughs> i said knock it off <laughs> he, he, brought, he brought that up to me too and i was like nah no yeah. <laughs> not a good idea <laughs> But what yeah, about I, uh, what's what about Campania Energetica? Yeah, I mean, what about that one? Uh, no, I have okay. not heard of that one. Shot um, in the dark. I figured you hadn't heard of that one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to know. I'd have to look up that one. But um, First Solar, like they're they're a huge company um, based in the U.S. Um, they've been making solar panels for a very long time, but they do, they don't do it, It's, they, they focus mainly on the commercial market. Were they the first to do it? <laughs> I hate you. I, I had so. to, I had to, I had to take the <laughs> hack joke on that one. That was too easy. Low hanging fruit. I think they were the first to make money doing it. So oh, that must feel good. I know solar city never made any money. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I iShares just looks like it was created by Apple. It's an Apple ETF. Anything that puts I in front of it, I think it's an Apple product. Or Apple I've, I've never looked into iShares. I don't. I don't know if there's any affiliation to Apple. There could be. Is there? Did you Google it? Nope. I just know there's a lot of ETFs that start with iShares. Really? There's a lot. There's so many. That's such a common. Yeah. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I can't make any money off of looking up stuff like that, so I just don't. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I think, yeah, so I mean, the big part of this conversation is, is one, to learn a little bit about 
the solar market or the just the the stock market in general in the in the United States specifically. But I think the big thing is is understanding how it affects people and affects us as investors. Um, one of the one of the biggest aspects is is pricing for people. So like we said, prices have dropped 99% in the past 40 or 50 years on solar, and which is just wild and made it much more accessible to, to people all, all over the United States and, and made it something that's worthwhile. Like we said, you can, you can pay off your solar array, a grid tied solar array in, you know, seven, eight years or so um, based on, based on your location and, and how it's set up and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's definitely a, a big impact. And then secondly, um, it creates a, a competitive market for, for solar products. So having all these companies come in and, and create new, new and better things, I mean, even if they aren't publicly traded, it's creating a, 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 a competitive place that is forcing everybody to make quality product for the end consumer. So I think that's, that's a big thing um, to really be paying attention to. It's just things are becoming better and better quality and, and, and done, done well. Um, cause we're learning more about solar and how to make it more efficient and all that kind of stuff. Um, Ryan, or I guess Keneally, do you want to tell us how, how people can invest in these things, where they, where they can do it? Yeah, absolutely. So for, for those who don't know, or don't have brokerage accounts, that's, if you want to invest in, in anything, if it's renewable energy stocks or whatever you're into, um, you, you want to open a brokerage account, you can do this. Um, I personally use Vanguard. Um, Fidelity is another major one, Charles uh, Schwab. Those are, those are big companies. Um, and then there's the real popular new company, Robinhood. You can probably find it. You probably have at least one annoying friend that has been trying to get you to open a Robinhood app <laughs> because you get a free stock. I know I have should I put my Robinhood link in the description. Yeah, that's what we should do. That's the real money maker there. <laughs> I will put my Robinhood link. Mine um, will be in there as well, and you can choose I'll, your favorite. And I will delete Jonathan's. <laughs> It'll be on our Facebook, uh, our Instagram, our YouTube. It's going to be anywhere we make because uh, you get a, you actually get a free stock out of it. And then it's literally never worked out great for me <laughs> at all. I've I've gotten like seven friends to do it. In fact, I think Jonathan was one of them. You're Could welcome. Yeah, yeah, that was sweet. I got like a three dollar something or other that i, I sold think I got like and a, lost yeah like a ten dollar stock yeah i don't know so. you, you can get some little ones but you uh, apparently you can get like facebook or apple but yeah, i've never personally I think, met anybody yeah, with, with uh weeble i don't have weeble i think you can on that one if you have somebody sign up with your link it's a uh, two free stocks and it's like up to fourteen hundred dollars so maybe i'll get one of those and throw it in the description yeah, we can do that. We can just try to get everybody to sign up for our, with our. Yeah. Links. <laughs> <laughs> um, Forget the whole company. We're just gonna get people to sign up for. Our, we our did apps. <laughs> we did all this work to make this company just so we can get like fourteen people to yeah. give up penny stocks. But Ryan, I think I'm all right. On a serious note, on a serious note, the first three I mentioned though, like if you're gonna open, if you're gonna open a brokerage account to, to invest, um, you'll likely want to, to use one of the staple names, you know, Schwab, Vanguard, Fidelity, just, you know, they manage a lot of assets. Some of the other ones are fun 
and they're new and they're real. It's almost like it, like I said, it's like a casino really, if you get into it. So that's fun, but maybe you're smarter than I am. You probably are, but those are, those are a few of the ones that you can, you can get into investing in anything. Um, and then just to release a little bit of my crunchy side here, you could also invest in the environment by going solar, just investing in renewable energy for your own home is helping out the planet. It's helping out your wallet. So there's, there's a couple, there's a couple ways to invest that it's not totally focused around money, but, uh, overall it'll, it'll help, help at least save you money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this is, it's a great topic for, for even the people that are off grid. Cause obviously everything we do is, is focused primarily on, on off grid things. So like we talked about earlier, creating that competitive market, all that kind of stuff, it, it does affect everybody, whether or not you are thinking of doing grid tied solar or, or off grid solar. So, um, any, any closing remarks here before we, before we sign off? No, I'm good. I don't have anything. I said everything I wanted to say. In fact, I am lying. I could sit here and bore people to death with this stuff for hours. So if we don't end it, you want to say the name of that company again before? before we end? Wait, what company? The one you Our can't company? pronounce. Oh, oh, shoot! Yeah, let's go up to that again. It's it a uh, Campania Energetica de Minhas Gerais. Be sure to check that one out. Send it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, we uh, we really appreciate it. It's this again. This is our fifth episode already. Uh, we're going to be releasing these these off grid pros podcast episodes weekly, covering all kinds of different topics. Obviously, because we've covered batteries, solar, charging stations, and now even the the stock market. So we're just going to talk about anything and everything. So if you have any ideas or topic discussion points you want us to cover feel free to shoot us an email at info at shopoffgrid.com uh, if you're listening on on one of your uh, well obviously you got to be listening on one of your favorite listening uh platforms feel free to leave us a uh, a review you know if you're on you're on uh, apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review tell us what you want to hear um some podcast ideas so also be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Check out our website, shopoffgrid.com. Uh, thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.